Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to the show today. We would specifically like to welcome those listeners that are tuning in from South Korea. Hi, thanks for listening to us. We know you're there and we really appreciate you tuning in. And today we are going to be talking about Project 333. And for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's a minimalist fashion challenge. And the premise is that you're invited to dress with 33 items or less for three months. Have you heard of it, Beck? Yes, I first heard of Courtney Carver, who created this challenge through the minimalists, I think. They're big fans of hers. And she created this challenge as part of wanting to simplify her life. In 2006, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And in 2010, she started a blog um, called Be More With Less That was all about simplifying life. Uh, She was tired of making decisions. She wanted to focus her energy on the important stuff. And part of that simplification process was the creation of of Project 333, which always confused me because I keep thinking thinking of 333 items, which I know it's got nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit uh, disarming, I guess, the old 333 thing I don't know for me it's like a half of a 666 which is not a good number either (laughs) so the idea of project 333 like I mentioned briefly before so you are supposed to pick a three-month period and then dress with 33 items or less we will give you a link to her website and there is so much information on her website about it but I will outline the basic rules for you now so that you can have a think about whether it's something that you'd like to have a go at yourself. So she said there's no start date, end date, just pick a three-month period that works for you. It's never too early or too late to start. The 33 items should include your clothing, accessories, jewellery, outerwear and shoes, Mm. which... Doesn't seem like a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, I know, it scares me. <clears throat> what it doesn't include, uh, so the things that you don't have to count in your 33 items, are your wedding ring or any other sentimental kind of piece of jewellery that you never take off, um, your underwear, so that's on top of the 33, sleepwear, in-home loungewear and workout clothing. So, <laughs> But your in-home loungewear has to be stuff you wear at home And your workout clothing has to work out. So it can't be like we've talked about active wear being our Mm all-day wear occasionally. Your active wear is just for being active. Uh, Then she says you choose your 33 items, your clothing, accessories, jewellery, outerwear and shoes, and then you box up the remainder of your wardrobe, seal it with tape and put it out of sight. And she said that, when you consider you're creating a wardrobe that you can live, work and play in for three months, you know, think of all the items you might need. Don't, you know, choose all going out clothes or, all, you mm. know, really casual clothes because it's got to be able to suit a variety of situations. And remember that it's not a project in suffering, which <laughs> I don't kind know of that. I feel like it is a project in suffering. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so 
the last thing she kind of says about it in terms of rules is if you need to create a version of Project 333 that works better for you, then do it. Yeah, like um, 555, <laughs> 666. <laughs> yeah. I'd go with 999. I reckon I could do <laughs> 99. But then you were doing it for nine months or I don't yes. know. So it's, I guess it's a bit like the Min's game, which might be why the minimalists quite like it. Mm. It's simple in theory, you know. It's yep. it's a really easy concept, 33 items, three months. Some people will do it and then write a blog about it. Some people will take photos and put it um, online. There's, If you look up the hashtag Project 333, there's heaps of people that are documenting their journey for those three months. They're often taking a photo a day to show the outfit every day. Yeah, and there's there's a huge Project 333 community. doesn't really matter what platform you're on, there's community mm. for that challenge on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. There's lots of support out there, lots of resources, including the ones that are on Courtney's website, including how to curate your wardrobe, the items that she keeps in her 33 she puts outfit pictures on as well and then there are paid courses if you want more help or inspiration on how to, you know, create a capsule wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to the the phrase, that phrase capsule wardrobe, which you just mentioned then. We probably should describe what capsule wardrobe means as well, shouldn't we? I, I've always had my idea of what it is and then when I looked up what it actually was, I wasn't too far off, but it's in basic terms it's about creating a very small um, selection of clothing that can give you a large number of outfits pretty much that would be fair to say yeah absolutely and look I would have I thought the idea or the term capsule wardrobe I think I've only heard it really in the last few years and it's become trendy or popular again the idea of a capsule wardrobe I didn't realize how far back it went so Hmm. the idea of a capsule wardrobe was coined by Susie Foe who is the owner of a boutique in London called wardrobe and that was in the 1970s and Hmm. the idea behind what she called a capsule wardrobe was a few essential items that are not based on the current fashion but that are like key statement pieces that you know withstand time that you know really Mm. stylish and elegant but that you can mix and match and you know aren't those you know on-trend pieces that come in and out and then beyond her the concept was made popular again in the mid 80s by Donna Karen and she released a capsule collection of seven interchangeable workwear pieces and then those pieces were supposed to, you know, create your corporate outfit for the year. You mix and match, you know, the blazers with the skirts, with the trousers, with the vest, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it came back in in the 80s and now it's it's come around again. But a lot of you'll see a lot of online stores and places like that advertise their capsule collection now. A lot of them have kind of jumped back on that bandwagon. Hmm. And then it's being also used by those that are, you know, big fans of the minimalist movement and reducing your wardrobe and and things like that as well now. Yeah, and the essential aim of a capsule wardrobe is to own an outfit that you can wear for any occasion without owning a huge amount of pieces 
you know, you own these these key things that are completely interchangeable, mm. mix and match um, to maximise the number of outfits that you can create and wear with a minimum number of pieces. Mm. So then by doing Project 333, you're creating a capsule wardrobe that you use for three months and then you change that wardrobe around for the next three months and and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I think some people will start with Project 333 and it just kind of tunes them into the idea of a capsule wardrobe and that it can actually work and can actually function and then they Mm. will do it once off, go back to their normal wardrobe and kind of weed out all the pieces that that don't fit into a capsule collection. Mm. So it's a really, I guess it's a, well, she says it's not an exercise in deprivation. I think it's, it's a bit of an awakening for people that have a lot of clothes that they can get by so easily Mm. on a small number of items Um, and then you know it forces you then to go back into your own life and be a bit more intentional intentional about what you've got and what you bring in yeah Um, so a lot of people use it that way they use it as a launch a launching pad for a, a reduced wardrobe in the longer term but they don't actually carry on with the project long term obviously there's some people that adopt it and then just continue to do it forever well I haven't really really investigated people doing it but have you found that in all those blogs are there people that do it all the time yeah there are some people that just rotate so they had their Mm. old wardrobe and then they'll pick three or 33 pieces for a season and then at the end of the season they might switch some out and switch some back in you know so if you're moving from spring to summer you might Mm. switch out a few of your heavier jackets and switch in a few more you know summery dresses or things like that and then and then pack the rest of the stuff away and just live with that small amount uh there are other there was one blog I was following where she put everything away lived with her 33 items for three months and then basically went through you know pulled everything out and threw out 80 percent of it and just kept mm. what she loved because she figured out how great it was. And I think we mentioned this last episode, We, you know, how great it would be to have a wardrobe with just things that you really love in yeah. it. And so a lot of people, you know, it deviates. Other people do it once a year just to kind of bring them back to their core core pieces and refocus them on being intentional. Um, so have you ever done it? No, I haven't done it. My mum did it. And the way it worked for her was that she only did it for one round or one cycle of three months, one block of three months, and she didn't continue on with it. But it did exactly what you were saying before in that it helped her see that she actually would cope just fine with a smaller volume of clothing than what she's than what she had and she ended up culling quite a bit and so she found that you know she's much happier now with fewer clothing and um, she knows that she can mix and match and that she can do all of those things and that she's actually you know not going to die if she doesn't have all of the clothes that she had before that um, is actually going to be better off she she really enjoyed the not having to make as many decisions that's one thing that she really enjoyed. Uh, she said she just had this one section of her wardrobe that she went to because she didn't actually box hers up. She just sectioned it. So she had this one section that she would go to her wardrobe and she would just, you know, 
have not many options and so she just didn't have decision-making fatigue. She just went with an outfit and wore it and um, and she coped really, really well with it and enjoyed it and ended up culling a lot of her wardrobe afterwards as a result. But I haven't done it. I've, t- I've taken my own journey. Mine's been a bit different. Well, you, You've done it though, haven't you, Tara? Yeah, I've done it but I was thinking like it was it was big for me because I had a lot of clothes mm. but you sound like you are a lot closer to that having that capsule wardrobe yeah. naturally anyway that you're yeah you know, pretty much yeah I do I've been working for years on it and it's taken me about four or five years but now I do pretty much I mean it's it's definitely a large a capsule wardrobe that will be on the larger side of capsule wardrobes in general but I would consider it a capsule wardrobe now yeah but I did yeah, it my own way, which we'll tell you all about in another episode. So, yes, I did it. I only just did it uh, end of last year, November 2018 to January 2019. So, as is my style, I slightly cheated <laughs> because <laughs> it was summer here and so I because I had thought about doing it for a while before that, maybe 12 months, and I was just like I couldn't work out if I was to do it over, you know, spring, the fluctuation Mm. in temperature, I was like, I would need too many things. There's no way I could keep as much as I wanted in 33 items. So I, firstly, I, I, you'll see, I cheat on a lot of levels here, but I, (laughs) the first way I cheated was I did it, you know, through summer because generally it cuts down a lot of extra layers and it's not really cheating though that's just being opportunistic that's just this <laughs> oh, is like going the for the easiest it. option it feel yeah. Better. um <laughs> yeah and so but yeah I could have started it six months earlier and I just went mm, no I'm gonna hold off till it's hot <laughs> because the other thing I was thinking is that you know one dress equals one outfit where if I was doing it in winter one outfit would meet for me would be you know mm. Three things. Yeah, three or more. So, yeah, I did it then so I didn't have to deal with the huge seasonal fluctuations in weather. I have written a blog post about it, which by the time this comes out will be back up on my website. I took it down for a bit because I wanted to tweak a couple of things and it didn't go back up. So I will put it back up there. So you can head to my website and have a read about mine. I, I took photos a bit, not every day. I did just like little chunks where I might post 10 pictures, two weeks of photos or something Mm. like that. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing your photos, yeah. Mm. I One of my struggle points was paring down my accessories because I like belts and scarves Scarves and necklaces and (laughs) and things like that. I was like I could do Project 333 just with the accessories for three months (laughs) (laughs) but not including the other stuff. So the way I changed it to suit myself was my 33 items included my clothes, belts, and when I say belts, I only put one belt in there, and necklaces. And then on top of that, I added shoes. So I didn't have lots of shoes but a few pairs. I had two mm. hats, one pair of sunglasses, and three pairs of earrings. So mm. mine was probably closer to 40 or 43 <laughs> Um, and then obviously the underwear, sleepwear, sportswear, which was not included in my 33, I got rid of, like, I took all the other stuff out of the space. So I didn't, I wasn't tempted to try and sneak something else in there. It took me hours to decide about what to keep and what to box out. Like I remember saying to my husband, like midday on a Sunday, 
can you just, you know, take the kids to the park or something? I just need to focus. It'll be like half an hour. I just need to decide some out. I'm pretty sure at dinner time I was still there with like, I can't choose. It's like it was like Sophie's choice. It was like choosing which child to get rid of. And I I was like this, it shouldn't be this hard. And I don't know. I don't think it's because I have so many items that I really, really love. I think I just have the luxury of choice Mm. and I couldn't cope with the idea of limiting that choice and Yeah, so it was tough. It was really tough. And then I was like, okay, I can't just choose, you know, my favourite things. I have to work out things that will match. So there's no point Mm. bringing in that green pair of shorts which matches one T-shirt. Like if it can't match all of the tops, I shouldn't have it here because I won't get enough value out of that. So there was lots of laying things out in the bed and making sure they functioned with different items. That's an interesting lesson for long term too, though, isn't mm. it? Because when you said that, I thought, Tara, why do you own a pair of shorts that only goes with one thing? Yeah, and but, but when you have a lot of things in your wardrobe. You, you, you just... have the luxury of that. Yeah, I've moved away from that now, so I can't think of anything that only has one match-up. But that's because I've, yeah, done the whole capsule wardrobe thing. But that was the first thing that popped in my head was, what? <laughs> but And that's that's the exact thing I think and then for me the key that I took out of this was that I owned clothes that didn't match much like mm. and I had there was a yeah I had a couple of pieces like I have this great skirt which I love which I wear with one top so mm. when I was trying to work out whether I include that or not I was like this will be one outfit I can't there's no other top that this will go with yeah. or that I've found or that I've tried with so I was like yeah that can't come in I don't get enough value out of that and then so from finishing this and bringing clothes back into my wardrobe I was like why do I own that you know Mm. might be worn twice a season because it doesn't go with anything else Um, yeah it doesn't give you a very good return on investment no absolutely so it did make me be a lot more creative about the items that I wore together, which I had never Mm. tried. There were combinations that I'd never thought to put together. And, Mm. uh, you know, it's not I didn't have anything particularly astounding. I wasn't wearing checks with florals or anything like that. But there were just when I would wear that top, I would wear those jeans. And so then it was like, well, you know, I wore those jeans yesterday and the day before, so now I've got to try this top with something different. Um, And, yeah, so it kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone there was, a bit. Mm. Uh, I found living with one belt quite hard. I'm thinking I put a post on <laughs> Instagram saying that about absence makes a heart grow fonder and how excited I was. I was counting down the days to be reunited <laughs> with my belt collection, which is so funny <laughs> because I lived for three months with one belt. I don't even, when I brought the other belts back into my life, I didn't even, I mean, I st- I used some of them, but I ended up getting rid of over half my belts because I'm like, well, yeah. If I can live with one, yeah, you can survive. I can live with yeah. five. I don't need 30. Yeah. So I I only have, I don't wear belts. I have one belt that I bring out just in emergencies. So what colour is a, it? It's it's chocolate brown. So it doesn't go with anything because I don't have anything else in chocolate brown. But it's well, a nice so, leather one. This was so the I thing kept, and this is where I think it pushed me because so I have my tan belt, which I wear with my tan sandals. I have a navy belt that I would wear with my navy shoes. I have a black belt. I have a white belt. I have a white belt with white studs on it. I ha- and so trying to pick 
And then I have like my black belt. I have a thick black belt and I have a thin black belt and I had a patent leather black belt. And I was like, how can I pick one belt when mm. I'm keeping, you know, three or four pairs of shoes? If I keep my mm. black one and wear my navy sandals, will that, that will. <laughs> and so I ended up keeping the tan plaited leather one out. And you know what? I wore it with my navy shoes and I wore it with my mm. black shoes. I was just and it say, was that fine. goes with everything. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why I'd been so hung up on my belt having to match my shoes. Yeah, I let go of that too. And um, it took me a while, but once I let go of that, I was like, I don't I don't care if my shoes don't match my belt. <laughs> I just I just roll with it. Yeah. If anyone's looking And then, then and then I would and- do things like I would put my belt over a dress. That I hadn't necessarily tried, but because I'd, well, I was sick of the way the dress was looking, and I wanted to spice it up, even though I wouldn't normally wear a belt with the dress, I would go, yeah, I'll put a belt on it just to make it look different. And so it kind mm. of, yeah, it just forces you to get creative. So that was, that was a bonus. It was awesome for reducing decision fatigue. Like mm. just like your mum, I would go in there, I'd be like, not a whole lot of options because half of them are in the wash. Or need to be ironed and so what I got left is what I got left <laughs> yeah so that was good I um went on holidays during that period as well and that was the easy that's the quickest pack I've ever done I'm like I'll just take everything everything <laughs> <laughs> that's the um, thing I when 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 you sort of talk about doing that selection and when you said that it took you hours to make the choice that's what I'm like when I when I pack to go away because we never, we very rarely take bags bigger than a carry-on and so I have to pack really concisely and succinctly and so I think that I do, I go through that same process that you did when you were selecting yours of like, okay, so how I've got to wear this and it's got to go with about seven other things because, you know, I don't, I can't fit everything in. So yeah, to me it's it's the choosing the 33 items is very much like packing to go on holiday. Yeah, and I think long term, it. If I was to keep doing it, you know, unload those items after three months, put some new ones in, and take those out, I think it would have, it would really have a big impact about my purchasing decisions. It already kind of solidified a few things in my mind about like mm. there was a top that I kept, which uh, which went with a few things, but I wasn't sure if I loved it, and then after three months of wearing it regularly I was like you know a bit like maternity clothes because you your wardrobe is selection selected and then you you don't want to buy too much more so you wear the same things regularly and then Mm. you know once you've had your baby you're ready to burn your maternity clothes because you've lived in them (laughs) for nine months you don't want to see them again there was Mm. a few items like that and then that made me think okay well so what is different what won't I do next time I'm shopping for an item like this you know maybe I won't go something that's so heavily patterned because it did kind of drag me down after a while or whatever, or I got bored of it. Mm. So, yeah, there were a few things like that, but it was it was a very interesting challenge and it did kind of, yeah, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. And then I kept, when I kind of finished it, firstly I embraced my <laughs> the rest of my wardrobe when I had <laughs> all this choice, but also it made it so much easier to part with things. I think it's that little thing of just... Um, there were things I did not miss at all and then mm. when I put them back in my wardrobe I'm like yeah I don't yep I don't <laughs> I don't love you I didn't miss you I wasn't pining for you like I was for you know some of my belts so you can go <laughs> and it kind of it also reinforced those items that I had kept that I loved 
that I wore regularly for three months and at the end of the period I still really loved them Mm. and I thought that's what I need more of. That's what I want my wardrobe to look like. You know, I think as far as pros and cons to this go, I mean, obviously I haven't done it myself so it's an outsider's view of the pros and cons, but I think one of the biggest benefits is just that higher awareness of the things that you own and a greater appreciation of the stuff that you own and that the and the variety you have and you can also get a really good sense of how well you would cope with less because sometimes when you're looking to declutter your wardrobe unless you've experimented you actually don't know that you're going to be okay with less and this experiment proves to you that you can and there are not many people who do this challenge that don't then reduce the volume of their belongings overall um you know I've no one's ever I've never read anyone who said oh, I tried project 333 and then I went shopping they they just they say I tried project 333 and I decluttered a lot of the stuff that was that I didn't miss like you said and so you know there's some you know great benefits to it in that way and for me I think just hearing your experience and and mum's experience I think probably the biggest downside would be you know if you were to do this on an ongoing basis would be the work involved in recreating your wardrobe every three months would that be fair to say yeah I think so also yeah being able to cope with change in seasons and stuff like that as well if there was some unseasonably hot or cold weather and I guess long term once you've if you did the project three through three decluttered your wardrobe and got yourself down to a nice capsule wardrobe then you should have everything in there that you need for any occasion and any season but if you are constantly going I will keep 33 items out and box the rest up and then rotate them then when you because I remember going to pick my daughter up from or my daughter's up from school and it was middle of December it had been like 40 degrees the day before and then it was about 15 sideways rain windy just disgusting weather and I was like I kept out one no two pairs of jeans which were both in the wash and so I wore shorts and I wore the one long sleeve shirt I kept out and I kept out one denim jacket but all the three-quarter shorts I'd kept out were denim. So I was like, yep, rock, doing the school run, rocking the double denim because this is the only warm clothes I have yeah. right now. And one of my friends is like, I didn't know you were a fan of the double denim. I'm like, I'm not. I'm a fan of being warm. And this is as warm as I can get with what I have available in my wardrobe right now. And she looks at me and I'm like, yep, just, you know, go with it. Because I had sandals on. I didn't even have oh, – I, yeah. I kept my trainers, but they were for active wear or for, you know, when I'm actually doing sports. So I was like – Stepping in the puddles in my sandals, and I, so things like that. I guess I love how like, I love how you still refuse to put your trainers on, even though you were freezing cold. Yeah, as much as to, I'm a massive cheater, I still was like a stickler for some of the rules. I was like, <laughs> I'm not being active. I'm getting out of the car, walking into the school. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but yeah, so I think that would be the constraint that I would probably struggle with mm. is that. If you're boxing stuff up and then you need it, the effort to go do to pull a few things out because something changes or, you know, you get invited to, because I'm trying to think we were invited to something dressy and I remember thinking, okay, I haven't got, I I had a couple of summer dresses out but nothing super dressy 
because I mm. hadn't predicted anything really dressy. So I ended up borrowing something from a friend because I was like, okay, I can try and figure out which box my dressy dresses are in. Mm. Uh, it was like a cocktail dress or something. Um, it must have been an end of year work function or something or other. And um, yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to go rifling through all the boxes. I will I'll borrow something from somebody and, mm. and go with that. But it kind of shows you that it can be done. Yeah, That's I was just going to say, it, it brings out the resourcefulness in you, doesn't it? Yeah. And it means that, you know, if you were to then reduce your wardrobe, you can trust yourself or trust that you would be resourceful enough to actually cope just fine um, if you did it. So, yeah. And the thing I've found as well is that it made me kind of appreciate my kids' wardrobe because, and shopping for my kids because kids are growing. So, like, mm. my... You know, my wardrobe, I've got plenty of clothes, but that's because, I mean, there are jackets in there that I might have bought eight years ago or 10 years ago. And there's, you know, things that I've had for a long period of time. And then, you know, you add to them and you take from them and that kind of thing. But with kids, because they're constantly growing, it's like their wardrobes continuously get renewed. And I used to buy a full wardrobe of clothes for my child every time they changed size and Mm. then you know like that there would not just be a summer dress there would be several summer dresses because I have a wardrobe and I have several summer dresses but then with kids they grow so quick Mm. you know a summer comes and goes and they will be a different size by next summer and so you know I was realizing that I was wasting a lot of money on my kids wardrobes and Mm. instead of buying them more of a capsule wardrobe and things that can mix and match together and get several outfits that I was buying them individual pieces that either I liked or they liked that that were really could only be worn one way so it made me smarter about my kids wardrobes as well I think um that's only just started you know this winter I took the girls shopping and I was like right you can't buy any item that can only be worn (laughs) with one thing it's got (laughs) you got to name a couple of things that you can mix and match it with match with mm. Mm. yeah I was I was just trying to think of that. I mean, my kids are older now and I don't really buy much for them anymore. They, Mick tends to like to take Ethan shopping for clothes and Zoe likes to buy her own clothes. So I don't really do that anymore. And actually Ethan was packing for camp recently and he came up to me and he said, Mum, it says you have to pack a long sleeve T-shirt. And I said, yeah. And he said, I don't have one. And I said, oh, don't you? And I thought, well, it's coming up to winter. And so I said, well, that's cool. We can just go, I'm going to buy you one this afternoon. That's no big deal. And he said, no, I, I don't wear them. I don't want one. And I said, well, you don't have to take one then because <laughs> it was on the list. He thought he had to take it. But, yeah, he just said, no, I, I don't need one. I don't wear them. And so through winter he wears short sleeve T-shirts with a hoodie instead of long sleeve tops. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't shop for my kids anymore. It's sort of I don't know whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage because it's kind of fun in one way. But at the same time, it's extra stuff to do in the other. So um, maybe I'm better off without it. <laughs> yeah, or I've I've given up trying to buy for my kids without my kids there. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, they you used have to, to both, give that up at some point, don't you? Yeah, they used to be quite happy to wear what I said, well, yeah. what I bought home, and said, "Look at this, yeah, cool." Now it's like I would never wear that. I'm like, oh, mm. where? How did I get you so so wrong? I thought I knew you. <laughs> Really I know, not. right? I do the same with Zoe. I'm like, you know, do you like this? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I think, oh, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. 
Um, so yeah, I would definitely encourage people if you, especially if you're feeling in a rut with your wardrobe, you don't, you know, mate, we talked last week about decluttering. If you just mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed with the, even starting the decluttering process and you don't know what you love anymore and you, you know, are getting towards wanting to figure out what your style is and, and niche down a bit, then this could be a really interesting, exciting way to try and regenerate some love for some of the items in your wardrobe and kind of push you out of your comfort zone and make Mm. you think about what you want to bring in in future. So definitely connect with us via Facebook or Instagram. Let us know if you're going to give it a try because we would love to support you and cheer you on and um, try and connect you with other people that might be doing it as well and definitely go and look out for some of the Project 333 community because they're a very supportive and inspiring bunch. Yeah. So this week I think a good challenge would be, and I'm just making this up as we go along here, but I just thought perhaps one challenge could be to find items in your wardrobe that only go with one other thing and see if they are something that you could possibly declutter or if they are something that you could be a bit more adventurous with and see if you can find another couple of items to match with that so that they give you a little bit more back than what they take from you in space in your wardrobe. So see if you can multi-use some items or cull some single-use items and um, lighten the wardrobe up a little bit that way. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.